0: Hello, hello, hello. Salutations, Creation Nation. It is your favorite author, N.M. Porterfield, with another episode of Storytime. So this is part two of my NFL summary. Uh, I'm just going through the NFC teams today. I already did the AFC teams. You can check that out on the previous podcast. But today I'm going to cover the NFC teams as well as talk about the stories, protagonists, antagonists, You know who's looking good, who's not looking so good, and who needs to really change their story around. So it's another episode of Storytime. This is a sports podcast today. Um, It is not always a sports podcast, but that's okay. We like to talk about a little bit of everything. Um, Once again, I thank you guys for continuing to check in, Um, having a ball doing this, and I really am thankful for everyone who has taken a chance to listen. Now, without further ado, uh, let's get into the NFC breakdown the summary for the 2019 NFL season. What's going on world? Once again, it is your favorite author in Porterfield. And if you are creative for yourself and you're looking for an outlet to get your content or your voice out, then you need to check out anchor.fm. Uh, I've been using it for over a year now and I love it. It's the easiest way to make a podcast. And let me explain a few things. First of all, it's completely free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. I actually do a lot of my stuff on the go. And then Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So it basically gives you everything you need to make a great podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. So the first division I'm going to start with is the NFC North. Now, the NFC is way more competitive than the uh, the AFC. I don't know why that is. It seems like every division is a a little more closer in and talent and ability. Um, Coaching might be the reason why, even though two of the best coaches are in the AFC and Andy Reid and Bill Belichick. Um, But overall, it just seems like the NFC seems to be more competitive and has been that way. Uh, for the past few years, like there's a lot of uh, really, really talented teams in the NFC, uh, but starting with the NFC North. so we'm gonna start with the Detroit Lions. Now, their record is three and twelve. You would think that that meant that their team was trash, but that wasn't really the case, not fully. Um, they were in a lot of very, very competitive games with some very talented teams. Um, they almost beat uh, the Packers. They almost beat um, a few really good teams. And so when when you look at the record, it says, you know, the, the Lions aren't that good. But Matt Stafford um, played well, and then he got hurt. Um, he had back issues, uh, a serious back issue. I think they said he had a broken vertebrae, um, which wasn't disclosed to the NFL. And I think they got fined for that. And then they had uh, a running back get hurt, Kenny Gall- um uh, Excuse me, on Johnson uh, got hurt, but they have some some positive things to look forward to. Um, I think Stafford is a keeper. Um, he was playing better football this year up until his injury and when he had to sit down. Um, he's got some offensive weapons in, in Hall and Galladay. Um, and then, of course, uh, he's got uh, his his new tight end, rookie tight end T.J. Hawkinson, as well as his running back, on Johnson, who also ended up getting hurt. I think there's something to build on there, but um, their season just didn't happen to go well. Uh, Chicago Bears, for them to have one of the scariest defensive fronts in the NFL, um, I am surprised by the amount of games that they lost. Um, It shouldn't be too surprising, though, when you consider who their quarterback is, Mitch Trubisky. Now, um, Trubisky, when drafted, was number three overall. The Bears traded up to get Trubisky. And they probably should feel dumb because they left Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes uh, on the board. Uh, so, and I'm pretty, I pretty think that's the same draft that Lamar Jackson was in. So, they missed all three of those. Deshaun Watson, Pat Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. No, I don't think, maybe Lamar Jackson wasn't in that. I think he was the year after. He was the year after. He came in the year with Baker Mayfield. That's right. And so... Um, you know, but he didn't they did miss Pat Mahomes and and Deshaun Watson. And so they they took Trubisky. Trubisky is just not that guy. And and that's the only way I can describe him. Even when you look at his statistics, um, you know, he's he's not turning the ball over a lot. He's he's throwing for an average amount of yards. He's just not winning games. He's not the guy who can make the decisions to get you he's not moving the ball, he's not moving the chains, he's just He's getting average yards. He's not throwing a bunch of touchdowns. He's not winning games. He started to look a little bit better when he used his legs towards the end of the season, but I don't know if that's going to be uh, the new model for him. But Trubisky being who he is, I still, and, and I talked about this quite a few times throughout the year, the Bears were terrible at not running the ball. Like, you can't have a team where you have three running backs you drafted one of them and he's only getting the ball six times the whole game when, when they run the ball six times the whole game and then wonder why they're losing. So, so common sense football, in order for your pass to be successful, you have to also have a successful run game or you have to have at least a respectable run game. If you're not even attempting to run the ball, guess what they're going to do. They're going to protect. They're going to go for the pass. They're going to assume that you're passing all the time. It's much easier to defend. So if you're not running the ball, like you can't have a successful season. It just, it doesn't happen that way. Um, It can happen the other way around. You can run the ball and pass only a few times. If you have a running back who can get the job done when you got a Derrick Henry, yeah, you can throw the ball for 12 attempts and still win a game. But the bears were not that team. All they had was their defense. They do have two uh, pretty good receivers, but you don't have the quarterback to get them to him, so it really doesn't matter how good your receivers are if your quarterback can't get you the ball. Next, we have the Vikings. So the Vikings were like the best worst team in the NFL. Um, the reason I say the best worst team, uh, the record is the record was good. Um, I mean, they were ten and six, uh, respectable record. They beat some teams that they should have beat. They lost to some teams that they should have lost to. And then vice versa. They beat some teams that they shouldn't have beat. And they lost to some teams that they should have lost to. uh, Shouldn't have lost to. Um, Kirk Cousins is still a question mark in the NFL after all these years. Um, He keeps getting these major deals. Um, He's got two of the best receivers in the NFL. But he just can't make the throws sometimes. Like. Uh, when I was watching the playoff game, I was like, man, he's like throwing the ball at people's feet and overthrowing them by a lot, like no pressure. Just he's not that guy all the time. And I won't say that he's not. He's inconsistent. Like he'll have a game where he'll throw for 400 yards and then he'll come back and he'll have a duck where he throw for like 75. Thankfully, though, they have uh, Kyle Rudolph. They have uh, Irv Smith. They have Dalvin Cook who is one of the top running backs in the league. And then you have Adam Thielen and Stefan Diggs, who are two of the better receivers in the league. So he's got all the pieces around him to be successful. He just has to be better. Last but not least is the Packers. Now the Green Bay Packers happen to be playing against my, uh, my 49ers in the NFC championship. Um, I don't see it going well for them, but that, that I'll discuss that in a little bit. Um, Matt LaFleur's offense is a little bit different than what we've seen with Aaron Rodgers in the past. In the past with Mike McCarthy, we, we saw Aaron Rodgers be the center point of the team. They focused on the, t- like he was the driving force of the offense. So if he was playing well, then the team was playing well. If he wasn't playing well, the team wasn't doing well. And so it was heavily dependent on Aaron Rodgers to be able to perform in order for them to win. Um, The new offense has play action, RPO, a lot of uh, bells and whistles, a lot of moving pieces and a a running back who is finally getting his just due. Aaron Jones, he's been in the league for a couple years now, and this is probably his this is by far his best season uh, so far. But um, he is the center point of the team. They run more than they pass. Um, It's not unheard of for Aaron Rodgers to only throw the ball like 15 to 20 times and they still win the game like you know I, I believe it was against the Cowboys where Aaron Jones put up four touchdowns on the ground Aaron Rodgers didn't have to do anything he sit back and coast the whole time so when you have a team that um, when you have a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers who in my opinion is one of the top three Top five the top three quarterbacks in the NFL. I'm going to go ahead and say top three. I think he's a top three quarterback in the NFL. When you got one of the top three quarterbacks in the NFL, and then he doesn't have to do what he's good at in order for you to win, it poses for some dangerous football. And that's why they ended up being 13-3, and because they don't have to rely on Aaron Rodgers. But if they do need to, he can get the job done. The next division I'm going to go to is the NFC East. Um, so one, two, th- three out of the four coaches in this division got fired. Jason Garrett got fired. Shermer got fired and Gruden got fired. Uh, one of them got fired before the season was over with uh, and deservingly. So uh, I had no idea what Gruden was doing with the Redskins. Like he, he had the talent. Yeah. They had some, line issues but you have the talent you got a rookie quarterback and you're kind of bouncing around getting him playing time not getting him playing time like if your team is not ready go ahead and let him get his stripes go ahead and let him get that experience go ahead and lose and have a horrible season and then come back next year ready for him to be successful um you know you're I don't know what beef he had with Adrian Peterson but he was kind of like skimping on giving Adrian Peterson carries so uh, they ended up getting the interim head coach to run in. And that guy just started like we're going to play physical football, run the ball and go for um, going forward, Dwayne Haskins was apparently much better in college than he was in the pros. He started off really, really rough. But I think part of that is because he was thrown into the fire. Um, he got a little better as the season as the season went on. And I think going forward, he'll be OK. Uh, he was starting to give me Jameis Winston vibes at, at one point, but I think he, he'll be okay. He'll, he'll figure it out uh, next season. Um, upside, or well, before we get to the upside, uh, Darius Geist. I I don't know if they need to. I don't. I don't know what the, it's like every year. He's, he's, he hasn't really had a full season yet. Um, he came in towards the end of this season. And did some some respectable numbers. I think going forward, he might be a pretty solid pickup, um, a pretty solid you know back. But if he's got to stay healthy, um, you know, Jordan Reed is probably done playing football. Um, I believe his concussions were were so bad that the doctors advised that he never suit up ever again. So I think he, it's more than likely he'll retire at the end of this season. And then their tackle that they were waiting on to, to end his holdout throughout the whole season finally ends his holdout only to be physically unable to perform. So it was like a, a lot of stuff with the Redskins happened, but um, they had they they got some pieces. They're going to do some rebuilding next year. It's not a full rebuild. Um, they will do some rebuilding next year to improve upon the, the pieces that they do have. Um, that being said, uh, scary Terry McLaurin, is definitely uh gonna be a top receiver in this league once dwayne haskins gets right they actually went to the same college which is pretty cool because whenever uh haskins got drafted uh, he sent out a tweet and said whoever picks me up make sure to get one of my receivers too and so that's how terry ended up in washington as well definitely think he's uh he's gonna be a great receiver going forward i think he finished uh number four or five for rookie receivers this year Definitely got the skills and the burn. Um, the Giants. Um, gosh, where do I go with the Giants? Their defense was abysmal. Is it, There wasn't even really anything to discuss uh, on the defensive side of the ball. Offensively, um, when the Giants took Daniel Jones number six overall, everyone laughed. Um, but it, it was significant because it signified that this was the end of the Eli Manning era that he was going to be on his way out. We didn't know how soon it was going to happen. And it ended up happening, I believe game three where it took Eli out and put Daniel Jones in. Um, Daniel Jones has a turnover problem, but he can air the ball out. He's going to throw some touchdowns for you. He's, he's got a big arm. He's a playmaker. He'll, he'll run for a first down, which is something that Eli couldn't do. Eli was slow as molasses. Um, the, the Giants also had some injury issues with receivers being banged up and having to play a lot of no names. Your tight ends were banged up like they have the receiving threats. And for, for me, I don't understand how they lost as many games as they did, um, especially when you have Saquon Barkley, who, in my opinion, is the most talented running back. Um, you know, whether he's the best or not, I don't know. But I think he is the most talented running back as far as skill-wise in the NFL. Um, but Saquon got hurt and ended up missing some games, and it took a while for him to get back to being respectable again. He had a game where he had 13 carries for one yard, which is insane. Um, I don't even know how that happened. Um, they, need some, they need to fix the O-line. They need to, to build some things and, and get themselves back right. But um, I think with a new coach next year, um, they're going to be fired up. Daniel Jones got got his foot, you know, got thrown in the fire. So he's gotten his experience. Um, I think he'll be good going forward. And I think that, uh, you know, they're going to be ready to go next year. But this year just was not it for them. The Cowboys. Um, the Cowboys started off hot. They were beating everybody. It was like 4-0. Four, four uh, and. Oh, and You know, everyone was saying they were the team that was going to make the Super Bowl, early Super Bowl favorites. And then the team just fell apart. I don't it's like receivers weren't catching balls or Zeke wasn't getting off like no one was on the same page at the same time. And then the defense couldn't decide when it wanted to show up and when it didn't. There were times where the defense was good. There were times where the defense was abysmal. It was terrible. Um Dak has not been signed yet. And going forward, that's probably going to be the story for that team is what's going to happen with Dak Prescott, what's going to happen with Amari Cooper, who also hasn't uh, gotten his new contract yet. Uh, The season started off with wondering whether or not Zeke was going to play this year because um, he was sitting out training camp. He wasn't going to come until he got a new deal. He wanted to secure the bag. And he did that, got signed to a six-year, $90 million uh, contract, which is good when you look at it for the money. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about the years though. Like six years is a long time to commit to a team. And when he gets out of that contract and who knows how the language is in the contract, he probably uh, won't get picked up by another team. Like he'll probably have to sign with the, the uh, with the, the Cowboys again, because like, towards that time is he's going to be getting to it like a running back you know 28 29 is getting old for a running back and so I'm I'm not even sure you know he'll he'll be getting close to 30 by the time his contract ends and he'll he'll have made his money so that's not really a problem but the chances of him securing another big contract are relatively slim whereas you look at someone like Todd Gurley who I'll discuss later, Um, you know, he got a a contract really early for four years with the opportunity to probably get three contracts if he's healthy. Um, Now, based on that, I won't think he will be. But like I said, I'll discuss that later. The Eagles. um, Gosh, this team was probably the most injury plagued team uh, in the NFL as far as skills players. And that being said, the fact that they made uh, the playoffs, the fact that they won the NFC East, um, even though you didn't take much to win the NFC, week, like um, they are the only team that has an actual winning record, and that's at nine and seven in their division. So like they barely broke five hundred, but they won and, and went to the playoffs as, as the number four seed. Um, that being said, considering the injuries, Carson Wentz played his butt off um that man's he was out there throwing to to nobody like I couldn't even tell you who uh, the receivers were at, at towards the end of the season like some of these guys were people I think they pulled from the practice squad had to sign some new people and then those people got hurt the tight ends Dallas Goddard and and um and Zach Ertz were getting hurt uh, Your running back Jordan Howard got hurt. Miles Sanders got thrown into it. He actually uh, proved that he was able to, to carry the load. So I think going forward, he'll have a good career. But um, yeah, like everybody was just getting hurt. And I think at one point uh, they were talking about, uh, who's the guy's name? I think his name was Greg Ward. Uh was one of the receivers. And this was during the playoff game. Carson Wentz gets hurt in the first quarter, which this guy has never. He's, he's got to be have like the worst luck, like as far as postseason goes. Like he has never finished a postseason game. Like he missed the first two postseasons, and then he gets into one, finally makes it to one, fully healthy, and gets hurt, he gets cussed. Uh, but Greg Ward was one of the receivers that came in, and. If the backup quarterback had went down, he would have been their next option at quarterback, which is crazy. But I mean, (laughs) they running out of people like you got people dropping like flies. Um, One of the big stories this year was that the receivers for the Eagles couldn't catch. Um, They were talking about like Nelson Aguilar and Alshon Jeffrey were just dropping passes. And I think they led the league and dropped passes this year. Um, I i never played receiver. I played running back and linebacker. But I I know one thing is if it hits your hands, you're supposed to catch it. And, uh, from the games that I did watch with them, um, there were some passes that should have been caught. So that being said, the fact that they made it as far as they did, I am thoroughly impressed. Carson Wentz ball out to get his team. He pulled them by their bootstraps <laughs> to, to get them to the playoffs. So kudos to him. One of the greatest joys I have in this life is storytelling. Whether it's superpowered teenagers, high-paid assassins, or ancient demon hunters, I am driven by the process of telling compelling stories that engage and entertain people. My hope is that through these tales, I can inspire others to attain to new heights in their own creativity, to tell the stories of others through my lens and bring a smile to the faces of other individuals. Now you have a chance to be a part of my story, By subscribing to my Patreon and helping me to grow my writing and my publishing company to the next level, with your support, I'll be able to create new content for you like podcasts, audiobooks, and more. To get started, just sign up at patreon.com slash yourfavoriteauthor. The NFC South. So this is probably the most talented division that their record does not reflect how talented they are. Um, This division next year could very well uh, be the most competitive division in football. Um, But there are a lot of little things here that kind of threw that off. So starting with the lowest performing team in, in the NFC South is the Panthers. So, uh, Carolina Panthers. Now, being that I'm from North Carolina uh, and no, I'm not a Panthers fan, although you know my people have been trying to convert me for years. I am not a Panthers fan. Um, there are a lot of things that that the Panthers need to uh, deal with, to address, to fix or, or whatever. Um, first, this season was a wash only because Cam Newton got hurt. Um I know that a lot of people were on the will greer and and the uh, kyle allen bandwagon for a little bit they're like oh they're the future because they want to well kyle allen won a few games um but these guys are backups for a reason um there's just something to be said about cam newton being on the field when he's on the field he is a difference maker he's a playmaker um when the preseason when he got hurt in preseason Um, I tried to tell people that he was still hurt, that he wasn't 100%. I knew when the first game came that he wasn't 100%, and I actually kept saying that he should probably sit for at least three games to make sure he doesn't re-aggravate his injury because the injury, based off of what they said in the preseason, takes three weeks to heal, and he was only off of it for a week and a half. Um, So I kind of saw the injury coming. He tried to tough out the first two games, and— He kept them close, but it was obvious that he wasn't the Cam Newton that we knew. So his passes were off. And for for those of you who are thinking like, oh, Cam can't throw anymore. So when you 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 have to realize that quarterbacks, their timing is based off of a drop step. So when they're dropping back, if you are supposed to take seven steps, seven step drop. Right. But your your foot hurts and you're in immense pain in your foot. You're trying to keep your pain off that foot. So you're taking shorter steps to keep the pressure off that foot. So that's going to throw your timing off. That's going to throw everything off. And so you're not going to be able to run right. You're not going to be able to pass right. Um, and and that's, you know, that's essentially what ended up happening for those first two games. The rest of the games were obviously bec- they lost because it was a backup. Um, he won a few games here and there, but... Um, we knew what type of season it was going to be when Kyle Allen uh, took the reins, when Cam sat down. Kyle Allen is not Cam Newton. Uh, Cam hopefully will be healthy next season, and he'll be able to bring them back. Uh, you know, aside from that, uh, Luke Keekley just announced yesterday that he was retiring from the NFL after, um, you know, he's only 28, so he's relatively young to be retiring, and You know, I've I've said for years Luke Kuechly is the best uh, linebacker in the NFL. Um, He's very cerebral, very high intelligence. He understands the game. He sees it, and he's always in the play. Like, there's very few times where, like, he is not in the play. Um, So him retiring is going to be a big blow to the Panthers. And I don't want to put it in the air, but I probably feel like Greg Olson is going to follow right behind them Um, I can see that happening. Um, What do the Panthers need, right? Well, first, Cam needs to stop wearing the outfits that he's wearing uh, to press conferences. Um, But all jokes aside, uh, the Panthers need a deep threat. Um, They have two talented receivers, but both of them are essentially slot receivers. Um, Curtis Samuel and DJ Moore are essentially slot receivers. They're not guys who are going to make those plays deep down the field and, you know, make defenses have to address that. Like, you know, I, they're, they're, I mean, they're great receivers. I'm not saying that they need to be dropped, but they need a guy who's going to be able to beat people over the top. Um, They need to fix the gaps in their defense, especially now that Keekley is going to be leaving. Um, they have one of the worst run defenses in the NFL this year. Uh, they gave up more rushing touchdowns than I think any team in NFL history um, they they were just bad, and this is crazy because it was a Ron Rivera led team, um, which is a defensive minded team. So I, I would never think I would see that day. Um, but the upside, there is an upside, and that is Christian McCaffrey. He is um the most dynamic running back, um the most heavily utilized running back uh, in the NFL. Um, skill wise. I always, I, when he first came into the league, I thought he was a little small. I didn't think he was going to be able to run between the tackles. I thought he was a good change of pace running back. No, he can do it all. He can run between the tackles. He can run outside. He can block. He can catch. He can throw. He can do it all. He can do everything you need him to do. He is a Swiss Army knife at running back. And he is the lone bright you know, spot on this season. Uh, he went 1,000 for 1,000, 1,000 receiving, 1,000 rushing. Um, and he's going to end up being definitely one of the, the greatest running backs of all time. I uh, don't know if he'll get a championship, but he's definitely going to be one of the greatest of all time if he continues at the pace he's going now. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, Bruce Aaron's first season with the team, uh, Jameis Winston doing 5,000 yards passing, over 30 touchdowns, over 30 interceptions. Um, never been done before, so he's in the record books. I don't know if Jameis secured his job or put it in danger this year because um you know if you think about if you were to take away the the turnovers you know he essentially would have had a career year uh for for any quarterback like he probably would have had you know 40 plus touchdowns and he could have had way more uh way more than the 5,000 yards he had so it's insane to think about how many how much he can move the ball down the field, how many big plays he can make. And even with all those turnovers, he was still, you know, throwing touchdowns left and right. Um, Their running back situation is still not amazing. They're not awful, but they've had games where they've impressed. Um, Really, the impressive parts are, um, you know, Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. Those are the ones that are are the difference makers in uh, this league uh, or for this team um, going forward? If they do keep Jameis Winston, uh, he's got to work on those turnovers. He's got to make better game time decisions. If he does, then everybody needs to look out. Like I said, this is a the NFC South is a division that could at any time be the toughest division in NFL. Um, you know, Atlanta Falcons right next. The Falcons managed to beat teams that they shouldn't have beat. They also um, are the most talented team to have a losing record, I think, in the NFL. Um, there's no reason that Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, and, you know, with, with all of all of the talent that they have, Dan Quinn, and it, and it makes you wonder if, it, if it's Dan Quinn. Um, you know, when you got Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley and Austin Hooper, uh, Devontae Freeman is healthy this year, like, and you can't win games, like it makes you question like what's what's really going on here? What's the issue? Um they started to win some games towards the end, and they did commit to keeping Dan Quinn for another year. Um that being said, I expected Atlanta to do a lot more and they haven't really been the same team since Kyle Shanahan left. So it makes me feel like maybe that had something to do with it. Um, but I don't know. Next year, they could either go 10 wins or or they could go five. Like, there, there's really no telling with this team what's going to happen. And last but not least, you have the New Orleans Saints. Now, um, the Saints, they started off okay. They were one and one starting off. They lost. The first game that they lost was because Drew busted his thumb open and he ended up sitting out for five or six weeks. And they brought Teddy Bridgewater in to back him up. Now, Teddy um, was the starter for the Vikings years before. So essentially, they traded one starting quarterback for another. And Teddy didn't miss a beat. He didn't lose a single game. Um, he came in and he was doing great. He, I mean, if anything, he secured his spot as the future quarterback for the saints. Cause I'm, I'm sure they know like Sean Payton will say, yeah, we're going to keep this guy. Um, you know, especially after the way he performed against top teams against top defenses. Um, Teddy was able to stand in and help them get to the playoffs. Drew finished the season off. Um, but if it wasn't for Teddy performing as he did in the mid season, uh, they may not have made the playoffs. Um, Alvin Kamara, great running back. But he seemed a little less explosive this year. I, I noticed that. Like he um, Latavius Murray got his carries and at times he was the better running back. Um, other than Michael Thomas, um, there's no real receiving threat other than Michael Thomas and maybe Jared Cook. Like Drew Brees does love to throw to his tight ends, but Drew's getting up in age. Um, you know, he's still got an arm on him, but you know, I can tell that he, he's he's reaching his end, especially in that last game of the year. When Drew Brees is the worst player on the offense, um, you have a problem. When when your Swiss Army knife quarterback, Taysom Hill, um, is a better throwing option than Drew Brees, then it may be time to put him out the pasture. But um, that being said, Sean Payton's a great coach. I expect him to get that team back to the playoffs um, every year, or they will always be in contention for the playoffs. Like I said, um, this is a, this is a very talented division. Uh, and going forward, I, I don't know whether or not, um, you know, whether or not they're going to be great next year or, or they're going to, you know, just be blah, but, um, the potential is always there with the NFC South. And last but not least, I left the I left the best division for last, the NFC West. And when I say the best division, it's not just because my team is in the in this division. It actually was the strongest division this this year. Um the weakest team in, in the division, and I'll start with them with the Arizona Cardinals. Now, this is a team that obviously was going through a rebuild. Brand new quarterback. Brand new coach, brand new system, air raid system. Everyone was like, oh, what is this gimmicky system that they're going to use? And really what the air raid is, it's just a passing offense. It's a high passing offense that's supposed to pass the ball a lot, like 40 to 50 times a game. Um, Kyler Murray being who he is, uh, Kyler Murray could have played baseball. He could have played football. He ended up deciding to play football. Um, a lot of people were concerned about his height, him not being able to see over offensive line I really didn't think that was an issue because when you watch him throw he's probably one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the NFL like he throws a great ball and it's and he's accurate like it's right on the money almost every time um it took him a little while to get used to running in the NFL he was doing a lot of lateral movement which I think um was causing him to not be as effective on the ground as people thought he was going to be um, he would bow backward a lot and defensive linemen would just widen out and prevent him from cutting up field. Um, that being said, uh, I think going forward this team is going to be very good um, uh, Larry Fitzgerald signed a, a deal for another year so he's going to stick around. Um, they've got some some receivers and, and that's really what it's going to come down to is their ability to get their ball to the receivers and to protect their quarterback. The offensive line is what costs them Um, This season But the fact that they got The five wins That they did get um, They're a respectable team Um, Definitely gotta give them respect And I think next year They'll be a lot better Um, The LA Rams Um, There are a couple of things With the LA Rams That that made me Kind of scratch my head First of all We came into the season um, Well, I came into the season Fully aware that Todd Gurley Was not 100% um, whatever happened to him, he so, you know, the rumors are that he has a degenerative uh, knee condition, which means that whatever is wrong with his knee is not going to get better. It's going to continue continue to get worse. Um, so he's not going to ever get to 100 um, percent. That rumor was kind of validated by the fact that. Uh, he was splitting carries. Todd Gurley was splitting carries with, with backup. Like basically after the first half, he doesn't run the ball anymore. And so, you know, for a while I was like, okay, you know, maybe this is true. And you could tell a difference in the team because without the, the threat of the run attack from Todd Gurley, the pass wasn't getting off the way it was supposed to. And so the plays that looked like magic last year and, and the year before uh, now seem to have lost some of their luster. And so, you know, now you have to depend on Jerry Goff. Jerry Goff is, um, he's a game manager at best. Um, Sometimes he is the the problem. Um, You know, he is not always uh, the most accurate. Um, He's not the best at hitting the receiver all the time. He does have uh, three great receivers and a good tight end to throw to, um, Cooper Cup, uh, Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods are all great receivers, so he's got to help the pieces around him to make him successful. But overall, um, he's just not a great quarterback. Like he's mid range at best. Um, Aaron Donald is the is the upside to that team. He's he's one of them watching him on defense is he's he's still ridiculous uh, and almost impossible to stop. Like. He's going to get to you. He's going to get after your quarterback and he's going to make it difficult for you to throw the ball. So, um, he's a great addition. They also added Jalen Ramsey, uh, in the season, which, um, you know, they had Marcus Peters and then, you know, a lot of people say, oh, well, Jalen Ramsey is the number one corner in the NFL, you know, but Marcus Peters was also good. Why would you, why would you trade one corner for another? Or why would you release one corner just to pick up another? Um, the only thing I could think of is that maybe Jalen Ramsey fit the scheme of what they were trying to do better. Um, maybe they wanted to do a little more cover, you know, cover one or something like that. Um, but Marcus Peter went to the Ravens and started getting interceptions left and right. So it's not like Marcus Peters wasn't uh, wasn't good. I, I I don't know what the the decision was for because you know they're gonna have to pay Jalen Ramsey uh, probably more than they're gonna have to pay Marcus Peters. So I I, I don't understand the logic there uh, Sean McVay otherwise is a good coach. Uh, he knows his stuff. He, he came from that same camp of, of, you know, smart kids and, and, in, in uh, the NFL with him, Shanahan and LaFleur. So obviously these guys know, all know what they're doing because all of their teams had winning records. But I think this year, the, the Rams were hurt by having a Todd Gurley who was not a hundred percent, um, you know, and, and just Jared Goff just not being that great. Uh, he's just not, um, the Seahawks, Seattle Seahawks. Um, this is a team that regardless of, regardless of what's going on offensively, they are always a threat because of one person. And that is Russell Wilson. Uh, Russell Wilson may be my favorite quarterback in the NFL, but it's between him, uh, Lamar and 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 Aaron Rodgers are my three favorite quarterbacks in the NFL. But um, and I like Pat Mahomes. I think he's great. Um, but you know, he's almost like a cheat code. But Russell Wilson um, is like the play never dies with him. The play, there's always a chance for him to throw a touchdown. Like no matter where he is like he'll find an open receiver that you didn't realize was open he'll find a pocket to drop the the ball in that you didn't think was there and boom they're up they're down you know they may have been down by 15 now they're down by by seven now they're you know and so Russell Wilson um he can make plays with his legs um he could throw it on a dime and to a receiver in the back corner of the end zone um he'll make the The pass on the run, which makes him even more dangerous because just when you think you're about to get him and the defense is starting to come up to try and stop him from running, you just opened up a receiver for him. And now he's got a he's got an open lane and he's going to throw it to you. That being said, this team um, was using the run to get by. Um, They ran the ball quite a bit. I think they were one of the top five running rushing teams in the NFL. Um, All of their running backs got hurt. Chris Carson got hurt, which Chris Carson had some fumbleitis this year. Uh, Rashad Penny got hurt. Uh, ProSize got hurt. All three of them got hurt. And so they had to go and bring back Beast Mode, which everyone was excited about. I love the video of him getting out of the SUV and all the Skittles coming out. Uh, I thought that was hilarious. Um, Marshawn Lynch is a great, um, you know, short down or end zone goal line running back, uh, but he's not going to be the guy that, you know, not now. If he had a full season under his belt, yes, I think he could have been. Um, But bringing him out of retirement just for a few games, I didn't think he was going to be able to do what they were going to need him to do. Um, But he looked actually a lot better than I expected. Um, Jadavion Clowney was a a brilliant addition uh, to the Seahawks team. Uh, it's probably one of the better pickups for that team. And I think going forward next year, um, they'll be just as dangerous as they always are because they have, uh, Russell Wilson, um, Tyler Lockett, great receiver, um, DK Metcalf, uh, a beast of a receiver. He, I mean, he, he looks like a superhero. It's ridiculous how huge he is. And, and, uh, he definitely had a great season to finish it out, um, you know, I was surprised, but not really surprised that they lost to the Packers, especially because it was an away game. Um, I just didn't expect for them to be able to do what they needed to do with the injuries that they've had to deal with. Um, but going forward next year, I think that they'll be in a better place, um, get everybody healthy, and they'll definitely be right back to being in contention again. And the very last team for my for my NFL wrap up. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers uh, my team bang bang Niner gang um, where to start with this team so first I, I know people are like where did the Niners come from last year they were 4-12 and 12. the year before that um, you know they were 6-10 and 10. Um, where did the Niners come from so um, if you go back and I'm talking about like back to to when you know, before before we got Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, we started drafting some defensive pieces. Then, so so this defense that that everyone is talking about now, we've been building it for for a few years now. Like, uh, you know, Solomon Thomas has been there for a few years. Uh, Arc Armstead has been there for a few years. Um, Richard Sherman is on his second year now. So it's like we've been building this team for a while Jimmy Ward we've had him he's just been hurt like you know things like that we've had to deal with um we got Jimmy Garoppolo and he came in and he came in middle of the season uh his first game he won and then he didn't lose any more games five straight won five straight and we ended the season that way then the next season he won one lost one and then he got hurt um and he missed the rest of the season and we ended up winning only four games with you know with a backup Um, That being said We get to this year Everybody's healthy Everybody's back With the exception of Jarek McKinnon Who I really uh, Think we need to To let go of Because we've paid him For two years And he hasn't played Not a single Regular season game But Everybody's healthy We've got some Really good rookie pickups In Nick Bosa And Debo Samuel Jalen Hurd as well Um, Offensive line is healthy Kyle Shanahan has all the pieces that he needs to finally be able to show people what he can do, what, what this offense, what this team can do. And so the team that's before you is really a team that's three years in the making three, four years in the making. And so everyone's looking at it like it's shiny and new, but it's really the finished product of something that took a while to build. So first the 49ers, and, you know, this is, although they are my team, this is actually my root true assessment, and you I don't think you could really argue with me any differently. Um, the 49ers are the most complete team in the NFL. Um, and when I say complete, I mean that there is no area of football that they are not dominant or at least very dangerous at. Um, one of the top rushing teams – In the NFL, one of the top passing teams in the NFL, Jimmy Garoppolo, um, who a lot of people doubted, uh, was third or fourth in passing touchdowns in the NFL this year. Um, You know, we're the top, one of the top uh, defenses as far as sacks are concerned. Uh, Top D, one of the top defensive lines, uh, the number one overall uh, passing defense, like, there's no area where where the 49ers were weak, but aside from that, this team is probably one of the best coached teams this year. Um, so one of the things that I think makes a difference when teams come up against opposition because it's you know a lot of people said oh you know y'all first six or seven games are easy, but once y'all hit week eight, you know it's going to get difficult. Y'all going to lose to the Packers. Y'all going to lose to the Saints. Y'all going to lose to the Seahawks. And all of those teams got beat, with the exception of the Seahawks stealing one. Um, the Falcons stole a win, which I don't know how that happened. But otherwise, everybody else got beat. And, and the reason for that is because of coaching and discipline. So um, I'm going to explain a difference between the, the Ravens, which were the number one team in the NFL, and us, which were the number two team in the NFL, um, both teams were really, really talented on both sides of the ball. But the difference is one team was carried by his talent, while the other had talent that accentuated the scheme that it was built on. Um, Lamar Jackson is a phenomenal NFL player. He's a phenomenal athlete, period. Um <laughs> Yeah.